This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll get commentary from Illinois News Network publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about Governor J.B. Pritzker's budget address and more. But first, here are some of the top stories from the past week. To fund the largest budget in state history, taxpayers can expect to pay for every plastic bag they take home from the store, pay 30 cents more per pack of smokes, and bank on licensing fees and legal pot and sports betting. $39 billion spending plan is the largest in state history that relies on an estimated $1.1 billion in new revenue the Pritzker administration hopes to bring in. That includes a variety of increased taxes like $10 million for taxing e-cigarettes and even $20 million for taxing plastic bags at $0.05 cents a pop. Republican State Senator Dale Ryder responded. I heard no spending cuts, and the only tax cut I heard was for people who are delinquent on their taxes, and he's going to give them a break to pay up. The budget also banks on what Pritzker said is an insurance tax for $390 million. Illinois Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Todd Mice wants more details. So we need to see the details, but that's a tax on insurance, which only makes insurance more expensive. There's also an expected $170 million in recreational cannabis and a $212 million for sports betting. Democratic State Representative Kelly Cassidy said she was pleased to hear the governor promise to legalize recreational marijuana during his speech. It's ambitious to to uh, get it done in time and get it implemented in time uh, for this fiscal year, but it's absolutely doable. Illinois Chapter of Normals' Kelvin McCabe did a study and said the revenue could be up to $700 million on the high end and $400 million on the low end. Assuming that the stores stay open and produce and sell daily, they can get those numbers. If they run out and have to wait a month to restock, then those sales numbers and the tax revenue will not be met. But the Pritzker administration only anticipates bringing in $170 million from legal weed, from licenses and fees for cultivation and dispensary operations. Sales tax revenue from legal pot would be budgeted for the following fiscal year. One of the largest threats to Illinois' credit ratings, the state $134 billion unfunded public employee pension liability. And a credit rating agency says not even the five-point plan laid out by the governor will help with the underfunding much. Pritzker laid out his plans to address the state's pension debt and includes, the administration says, a modest increase in the funding ramp. Critics said that's just kicking the can down the road. Other ideas included making a recent buyout program permanent. State Representative Mark Batnick, who helped craft the buyout program, said making it permanent could be irreversible and possibly be abused, costing taxpayers more. He said it should be temporary, but expanded with other incentives. I didn't hear those. What I just heard was more borrowing, higher taxes, more spending, and counting on revenue that's yet to be realized with new programs. Democratic State Representative Robert Martwick also helped craft the plan last year and said that there's the risk of negative selection. The most common example would be uh, I'm set to retire, um, but I found out uh, that I only have three weeks to live. And so I go in and I take a buyout, and of course now the state loses because it's a negative selection. Even with Pritzker's five-point plan, credit rating agency Fitch said the state will still have among the highest unfunded pension liability in the country for the foreseeable future. Nearly one out of every four dollars in the states goes to pensions. Republican State Senator Jim Oberoi said the only way to turn it around is to work to get the 3% compounded automatic annual increases that pensioners get in retirement reduced. He said that's something that grows the liability exponentially. Meanwhile, Governor J.B. Pritzker says he's going to shut down Illinois' popular private school scholarship program and put more money into public schools. Cole Lauterbach has the story. 
In his budget proposal Wednesday, Pritzker proposes taking the $100 million cap on donations in the Invest in Kids Private School Scholarship Program and cutting it down to $50 million. It's $11 million less than what was donated in the program's first year. He proposed to, quote, phase it out over the next three years. Empower Illinois is the largest scholarship granting organization in the state. Executive Director Anthony Holter hopes lawmakers see the value in the program. They'll be devastated uh, to, to know that the, the program and the scholarships that they depend on would be cut um, you know, if, if this budget inclusion does come to pass. So we certainly hope that uh, lawmakers who have influence uh, on these decisions uh, see the value in the program and, and think differently uh, about its uh, future and um, secure the five-year uh, pilot program that was promised uh, to us and to uh, children across the state of Illinois um, just about 18 months ago. More than 40,000 students applied to the program in 2018. Holter says Pritzker's assertion that the funding for the scholarships could be put into public schools is misleading because they're funded by donations. It's not like there's a big $100 million or $75 million pool of money out there and, and we've pulled that from you know some other pot of money uh, or you know some other initiative. We've got to work hard and our school communities work hard to... Uh, to talk about the programs and talk about how it works and how it benefits kids and, you know, convince taxpayers that this is a good use of their, uh, their money. And so, uh, so to, to your point, it, there is no, there is no Scrooge McDuck money bin of uh, 75 million out there. It'd be a lot easier if it were, if it were. Pritzker's administration estimates that the move would put $6 million into the state's coffers. I'm Cole Lauterbach. Illinois will have a $15 minimum wage by 2025 over the objections of some businesses and Republicans who say the fast-tracked bill was bad politics. Governor Pritzker signed Senate Bill 1 into law earlier in the week. While some business groups have come out in support of the measure, smaller independent business owners like Mike Monsoor of Springfield ask how much people will be willing to pay for a pizza. I'm scared. I'm scared for me as a business owner. I'm scared for my community, my employees, and our state. Illinois Republican Party Chairman Tim Schneider said Pritzker pledged to govern differently and listen to all parties and stakeholders, but, quote, those turned out to be meaningless words. Republicans and some businesses said they were left out of the conversation. Pritzker denied that. In fact, the elongation of the years in which this is being implemented was one of those things. Pritzker also dismissed criticism that the bill will further hurt the state's business climate. I understand the concerns of businesses and am very attuned to how it is that we need to create jobs in this state. The governor noted this makes Illinois the first state in the Midwest with such a wage hike. That will be met with joy by neighboring states, so says Gilster Mary Lee owner Don Welge. He expects jobs to move out of Illinois to those neighboring states. He said there are other employee costs that make it even more expensive to do business in Illinois. It is. costs us $600 a year more for an Illinois employee earning the same wage rate as a Missouri employee in the extra costs of workman's comp and unemployment insurance. The Illinois Republican Party said the new law will also bust budgets at every level of government. The measure will have six minimum wage increases over five years, with the 8 25 an hour wage nearly doubling to 15 an hour by 2025. And while there's no catchy name for the next statewide construction bill, Governor Pritzker wants one. Democratic majority saying there's up to $15 billion needed just for highways alone over the next decade, and they're looking for ways to fund it. State Senator Andy Minar plans a statewide listening tour to learn more about local infrastructure needs, and the tour will be in Chicago, the suburbs, several stops in central Illinois, and a stop in the Metro East in the coming weeks.
One idea for new revenue floated by Chicago Democratic State Representative Marcus Evans was a pilot program to tax 2.1 cents for every mile driven in place of a motor fuel tax. Evans said he heard from drivers across the state through social media in less than a week and scrapped the bill. When I found it, I didn't expect it to get such a rush, but I'm glad I did because I love input. We need to take more input from the people and, uh, and let the people know that, hey, infrastructure is on the top of their mind. So I think it was great. Republican State Senator Chapin Rose said there are billions to spend right now. It's just about prioritization. I mean, we've already got 5-8 in available cash without doing anything else. What is that bias? And we should start with asking that question before we leap to the next one, which is, okay, what else is not done? Republican State Senator Jim Oberweis said part of the issue is Illinois lawmakers avoid dealing with the state's prevailing wage laws which he said drives up costs. Why do we pay 20% more when we build a new school in Illinois than they do in Indiana or in Iowa or Missouri? Well, that's part of the answer. It's a major part of the answer. Those are the top stories of the week. Find more online at ilnews.org. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from our Crosstalk segment with publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Illinois News Network's Illinois in Focus. This is the Crosstalk segment. I'm Chris Krug, publisher of Illinois News Network, and I'm going to be joined in just a moment by Dan McCaleb, the executive editor of INN. Dan, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, Chris. My head's still spinning from, from everything there was to digest in, in uh, Governor Prisker's first budget address. Um, I know we're going to talk about that today. I don't know. So much, uh, so much was proposed, and uh, so many different things uh, were touched on. I don't know that we're going to be able to cover it all in one segment. Well, we'll give it our best shot. So, I mean, to to, to your point, yesterday um, was Governor J.B. Pritzker's first opportunity to talk about uh, his vision for Illinois and what he intends to fund as part of the 2019-2020 fiscal budget, which will take place if passed you know by the state legislature will take place in July and included in this it was a myriad of things and everything from the legalization of marijuana and taxation on that uh, the legalization of sports betting and taxation on that increases on the tax of uh, e-cigarettes and vaping um, which you know is 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 already taxed, but will be taxed at a higher rate. Tax taxes on plastic bags, taxes on this, taxes on that. Um, yet he's referring to this budget as an austere budget. So, Dan, you were right up front in terms of coverage yesterday. Uh, you and the rest of the INN team. Why don't you start by giving us just an overview of what you heard yesterday, and and let's talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Unfortunately, what what I heard was more more of the same tax and spend policies that have come out of Springfield for for decades now. Uh, he put on a good front. He uh, he tried to be positive, and he said he wanted to work with Republicans on new ideas. But everything he proposed with this was the same tired old tax and spend um, policies. He went into it. Um, acknowledging that there was a structural deficit of 3.2 billion dollars 
um, and uh, saying that the state needed to hold the line on spending. And then he went out and proposed hundreds of millions of dollars in new spending and more than a billion dollars in tax hikes and saying it was a balanced budget, which in my mind that math doesn't add up, but also saying there's going to be there need to be more spending and more taxing in his future years. So it wasn't a good message for Illinois taxpayers, Chris. Let's talk real quick about a structural deficit and the structural deficit that you referenced, the $3.2 billion structural deficit. For the benefit of the casual listener, someone who's not a tax wonk or a CPA or has an understanding of, of tax structure itself, what does that mean? That, that means that if you don't do anything with taxes, and you don't do anything with spending, you keep them flat, the same that you did last year, heading into the next um, year, uh, uh, you have a structural deficit of $3.2 billion. So you need to do something to address that. Raise revenue, decrease expenses. Of course, he uses the $3.2 billion figure for his structural deficit. He's pitching um more than 400 million dollars in new spending for his first fiscal budget so that 3.2 billion dollars is inflated on his part it's still it's still a big number if you if you take the 400 million dollars in spending out of it but essentially what that means is with no new with no changes year over year to spending or to uh taxation um you're starting the year 3.2 billion dollars out of whack okay all right so that makes sense so let's let's talk about some of the finer points that were included in his plan to generate more revenue for the state. Let's see if you could run through them for us quickly. Sure. Um, he's going to increase corporate taxes uh, to raise $94 million. Um, uh, he's, as you mentioned, he's going to tax uh, e-cigarettes at a higher rate to raise um, $10 million couple of interesting ones uh you mentioned the tax on plastic bags every plastic bag you, you go to you know wherever walmart meyer wherever you go shop if you have them put your groceries in one of those plastic bags each plastic bag is going to cost you five more cents um uh he's going to cut and this is a really sad one he's going to he's proposing cutting the school choice tax credits to save $100 million a year. These are the tax credits that give scholarships to lower income students who maybe live in a failing school district, their school's failing them. So they have a choice to take that scholarship money and go to a, a, a private school. He said he's gonna eliminate that. Um, uh, he's gonna, exp as, you, as you mentioned to expand uh, taxing on, um, on gambling, on uh, tobacco, uh, legalize sports betting and tax that. Um, all in all, his budget proposal uh, proposes raising taxes by $1.1 billion in the first year, but that's just the beginning. So of those, of those proposals that are in, or excuse me, that were contained within his budget speech, legislatively, what would have to happen for each one of those items to become law and would they engage soon enough in your opinion to cover the amount of money that he hopes to raise in that first year period the one thing that of, of those taxes that's unclear is is the marijuana um, there's a push now to legalize recreational marijuana um, throughout illinois but that's not a, that's not a simple process observing that 
that legislation in other states, it's taken a lot longer for other states uh, to get the rules right, to license the manufacturers, etc., the sellers. Um, so I don't know how much of the marijuana uh, money is going to be available, uh, assuming they do legalize recreational pot, would be available in that first budget year. But the other stuff, yeah, if, if he, he's got super majorities of Democrats in both uh, the House and the Senate, and it's looking like uh, they're going to follow his lead on this one. So uh, each each individual uh, tax increase would take a, a vote of the legislature, but uh, they're essentially um, in the bag on it. So yeah, mo most of this stuff can be affected by July 1st. With regard to legalization of marijuana, I mean, it, it, it does seem like, you know, to, to, you know, sort of pick at that just a little bit, that the states, and I'm thinking about Michigan, uh, you know, would put itself on a pretty aggressive timeline, uh, would be the, the, the closest state to Illinois that has, you know, passed legalized recreational marijuana, that their estimate for getting it onboarded was 12 months. Now, forgive me, I don't recall when that was passed, but I believe that, you know, that, that they are still considerably uh, off in the distance from having that in play. Yeah, they don't even have any um, um, licensed uh, retailers uh, yet in Michigan. They're probably, st that was passed um, last legislative session, meaning 2018, I believe, and they're still uh, looking like at least a year away um, from having the first purchase of recreational marijuana in Michigan. So that, yeah, that's a year and a half, and that's, and, and that's just a guess. It could be longer than that. So uh, what else came out of the budget uh, yesterday that, that is noteworthy or that you are going to be giving some more consideration around with regard to future coverage at Illinois News Network? Well, as he, as he campaigned on, um, uh, he said his top priority is to change Illinois' constitution to allow for a progressive income tax. And what currently Illinois' constitution uh, requires the state to have a flat income tax. Every Illinois citizen or uh, uh, wage earner pays 4.95% of their take-home salary to the state of Illinois to help cover state expenses. What, uh, what Pritzker wants to do is change that to a, a progressive tax system, although the, the, the language they're using now is fair tax. He must have said fair tax more than a dozen times during his budget address. Um, but what a progressive tax does is it's, it sets uh, higher rates at higher salary levels. What J.B. Pritzker has not talked about is what rates, what his, what rates at, what salary levels he wants to see. But we did get a clue yesterday um, about what he's looking at, because he did say that he, that Illinois, if we, if we change the constitution for, to allow for a progressive income tax, that we, our income tax structure would still be more competitive than Wisconsin's and Iowa's, two, two of Illinois' neighbors. So I looked into this, Wisconsin's, Wisconsin currently has four income bra brackets um, with the highest um, taxing income over $330,000 a year at a rate of 7.65%. Um, so by J.B. Pritzker saying that we would still be more competitive um, than Wisconsin, as long as he sticks to that, uh, you have to think that means that our rates would would be somewhere below our highest rate would be somewhere below seven point six five percent. 
Um, the other one was Iowa. Iowa has nine tax brackets. Uh, their highest tax bracket is 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 worse than Michigan, or excuse me, Wisconsin's much worse. Uh, their highest tax bracket is essentially nine percent on anything greater than seventy-two thousand um, dollars in income. So that Wisconsin number is 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 uh, what we're taking a look at now to see what that would mean in Illinois. And one of the other things that you know that I thought of, you know, as I was listening uh, to the speech yesterday, you know, was that the corporate tax increase. So at the current time, the corporate tax on business in Illinois is, and correct me if I'm wrong, 7.95%. Is that right? That's correct, yes. So then um, they also uh, legislatively within the last week passed the $15 an hour minimum wage uh, act uh, which is, uh, it ramps up over time, it steps up, and it ultimately becomes $15 an hour in 2025. But, you know, when, I think when most people are, hear the word corporate, you know, they think of like monolithic giant companies, but corporate tax means any business owner's tax number is 7%. Um, any inkling as to what the next level up for corporate tax would be, and how does that factor into the new minimum wage requirement uh, if you're a small business owner or a mid-sized business owner? What, what's, your, what's your thought on that? Well, at this point, no real idea on what he's going to do with corporate tax rates, but based on everything else, he, they're probably going up. Um, and you combine that, so that's an additional. That would be an additional cost on on businesses, large to small. Um, and of course, the fifteen dollar minimum wage, the ramp to that, the incremental bumps every year up until two thousand twenty five, is going to be a, an additional cost every year uh, for these business owners. And of course, the business business owners are 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 the job creators. They're the ones that pay. Um, uh, the, the vast majority of workers' salaries uh, in this state. Um, so it's it would be a double whammy. And of course, they're going to look at expense cuts. And expense cuts means jobs cuts or benefits cuts or a combination of two. So it is not a good outlook for Illinois' uh, economy and, um, and, the jo- and jobs growth in the state. Yeah, I, I just found that to be just a bit confusing and maybe contradictory, you know, is, is a huge part of what um, J.B. Pritzker has talked about would be, you know, bringing more jobs to Illinois. But if you're going to raise the corporate tax rate again, and it was, it was just increased in 2017, and you're establishing minimum wage levels that would be statewide, and applicable, you know, across the state, whether you're in Chicago or you're in Springfield or you're in Carbondale or anywhere in between. How 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 does this how does this rationalize for you? I mean, what what sense can you make of that? Well, while I think there's going to be negative impacts across the state, there's little doubt that downstate businesses are going to be the ones that are most affected uh, by this. Chicago's already on a ramp towards the $15 minimum wage. Downstate, the cost of living is much lower. The average salary isn't even at $15 an hour uh, when you do the math on that. Uh, and business owners testified during the, the $15 minimum wage hearings that they just weren't going to be able to sustain it. It's, it's, it's not going to be good for Illinois' economy. 
Well, Dan, you know, with the budget address now in the books and lots to consider, it would appear that the table is set for the balance of this 101st General Assembly. So over these next three months, lots to look forward to, uh, to understanding and more clarity. And this has been Illinois In Focus. Find more stories and commentary online at ilnews.org. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop.